What's up, fitness and health pros? You're listening to the Dream Fitness Client Academy podcast, where we talk about all things related to growing your revenue to 30000 plus per month. Here are your hosts and coaches. What's going on, fitness pros? Welcome back to the DFCA podcast. We are here with my man, Bryant Miller. Bryant, how's it going, boss? And I'm well, blessed and highly favored. How are you today? Doing well, man. Doing well. Can't complain. You know, just keeping busy during this quarantine. You know how it is. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, man. So, absolutely, absolutely. And, and to get started, Bryant, why don't we go ahead and um, for the listeners who may not know you or know your story and where you come from and what you're about, um, why don't you introduce yourself um, and tell us a little bit about who you are and, and the person behind Brian Miller. Okay. So yeah. So as of right now, I am a full-time realtor and real estate investor. So we help um, qualified buyers find trustworthy sellers. Uh, so I have a team of about five right now. Um, top producer in my company, also train and mentor agents uh, to become better agents to better serve their clients. Uh, but a little backstory on how I got here, yeah, yeah. Um, man. So I grew up as a the only child. So people say I'm spoiled, but I always had like an entrepreneur mindset. Uh, going back to even like yard sales, my uncle and aunt would never let they live this down. Like we would we would go and literally it the lights be off and I'll be like, man, let's sell some more. Like we ain't done. So that, that was back from when I was a kid. They never let me live that down. Um, going into middle school, I had, um, it was just me and my mom. And so I tried to get the basketball account. She didn't really have the money like that. And so I'm like, Hey, what can I do? So I got my little allowance. I bought, I went to Sam's, bought some candy, some chips. And I was, I was in basketball school from selling candy and actually they shut me down because I got started taking money from the concession stand area. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, so I thought it was, it was always in, in me. Uh-huh. Um, but then uh, bounced around from middle school to middle school in a particular area that we were in. So my mom, um, she was a, a single mom, worked at a school, she was a computer technician, uh, but she always wanted the best for me. So she moved me out, um, it was probably about like an hour away. And I went to Newton High School, that's in Covington, Georgia, if anybody knows that. And um, I spent the last my my four years at that one particular school, and that's what she wanted. She bought a house, um, and you know, gave me the best life possibly could, best upbringing ever. Um, and so for there, we would always like after church, we would go and we would look at houses like new construction homes, and we would always watch HGTV. So I kind of liked real estate, but I didn't really know about it, and I thought it was just for older people. So just kind of let that go. But I, after graduating high school, I went to college, went to a two-year college. I was always like a frugal person. And so I, it didn't make sense to me to go to like straight to a four-year degree when you can you could get your prerequisites so much cheaper and I could still, you know, commute to work. Mm-hmm. Um, at a very young age, I had management experience. I started at the movie theaters and I worked my way up to a concession manager. Um, I was like 18 years old as a concession manager, you know, managing other people. Um, And then, so finally got a call from another job and I, uh, I'm not sure if y'all have like a quick trip, but I was uh, 
I worked my way through the ranks at Quick Trip uh, for eight years. So I was at the movie theater for like four years. Then I went to Quick Trip for eight years. And then I, while at Quick Trip, working up at Quick Trip, I was getting my uh, bachelor's degree. I got my bachelor's degree in supply chain management. Now I'm thinking, you know, just how I was raised to, you know, go go to school, get great grades, go to college, you know, get come out college and getting a you know good job. So I'm like, all right, I got the experience because I'm a manager at this location and I got the degree. So when I get out of, you know, when I get out of college, I'm gonna be good. Like I'm coming out making six figures. Did not happen at all. Like, um, mind you, I, I was probably about 21 to 23 at this time, um, and I was making, you know, 70, 80 at that at that point at my job. So once I got that degree and started applying for jobs, they're like, all right, um, we want you, but you got to start back off at nine dollars an hour. I'm like, so I'm at 80, 80 a year. Y'all <laughs> want me to come back at nine dollars an hour? That's not happening. And so um, at that point, but I was still tired of my W-2 job. I love them, but I was tired. I was drained. I knew there was something else out there for me. And so I um, started looking at different things, like I said, supply chain management, which is the movement of goods and services like FedEx, UPS, things, Amazon, things of that sort. So I opened up a, well, I tried to open up like a trucking business for just like a little, I was going to buy a cargo van you know do little different things looked into it did some research never really worked worked out um i think i was just scared and not knowledgeable about it um and that goes another little rant for like college because in college you don't you you pretty much you learn how to run somebody else's business but you don't even know how to open up your own to get mm -hmm. it right yep. but that's like a whole nother i can go off on a tangent on that yeah. but um so then my friend, he was younger than me, and he he was um, at this, the same company, and he ended up getting his real estate license. And I'm like, ah, I thought you had to be older to do this. And so I uh, reached out to them, like, hey, what are the steps? How you do this? How you do that? And literally, um, I'm like, you can do it. I can do it. So I end up, you know, following this process. Literally, I used up all my sick days, all my vacation days. It was a two-week um, real estate course. I literally took off all those sick days, personal days, vacation days, used it all that two weeks, went to the course. It was like an hour commute, um, eight-hour days. It, it was crazy. Georgia traffic is, is horrible, too. So literally, it's probably like 12-hour days. Wow. Um, it's not longer because of the commute and studying. And when you got home, you still have to study. Um, and mind you, this course, real estate course, it could be stretched out to a year too. So it's a year worth of information packed into two weeks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so um, went all in at it. Like I had to cut off all social media, like cut off the phone, didn't answer nobody. Literally, it was wake up, listen to real estate stuff, listen to real estate stuff on the way to the school, listen to school, go back home listen to everything go to sleep wake up and do it again for two weeks all right so uh passed out of that and then i ended up going into the state test unfortunately the books that we had for the in class test it was totally different so i i failed the state test the first time because literally we had question like two sentences for question in the class but when you get to the state it was like paragraphs and i'm like all right this this different question so I just bought a house at that time too. So the lady that was my agent, she's like, hey, read this book. 
and read that book, Passed the Test with Flying Colors. And um, I'm married, uh, no kids, but I talked with the wife and my like, hey, um, you know, I'm, I'm done. Can you hold it down if, you know, something should go wrong? But I've always been like that frugal, I wouldn't even say frugal, I'll be smart with my money. So I, I had a car note, been had, been paid that off years ago. Um, credit always been right. And so I just paid the bills off for the rest of the year. And so I went, I put my two weeks notice in, they said, I got you. And um, never looked back after that. Wow. Never looked back. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, man. That is awesome, man. And I think one thing that's unique about your story is the fact that, <clears throat> you know, you start off getting your two year degree, then you went to school um, for supply chain management. Um, but you really kind of said that when it comes to education, these schools more so teach you how to run someone else's business as opposed to your own. Um, so yeah. I, I want to touch on that a little bit. I want to talk about education um, as it relates to being someone who wants to run their own business and be an entrepreneur and, and be their own boss. Um, I guess when it comes to, to that and how did you develop that education? How did you learn those tidbits, nuggets that you needed in order to start your own business? Um, assuming that, you know, you didn't get that from college. That is a good question. Um, I think it's just nothing but God just giving me those signs, like, cause I'm the first entrepreneur in my family, like right. nobody else. Um, other than my cousin, he was a track star, but other than that, it was, I don't know, just looking at, I didn't read back then either. Uh, I love to read now. It was just something in me like, Hey, it's something else out there. Uh, start actually, yeah. So started looking into different things as well. Like I started doing like MLMs and things, just getting my feet wet, a taste of just sales, I guess. And I never really took off with any of those, but it just gave me a different perspective. Like, all right, I can't make money mm -hmm. um, if I put in the work. And then if I do something I love and I go hard at it, then I could probably reap the rewards. And it was just something, something in, I guess, starting from a young age, me selling candy and um, God telling me like, hey, it's time. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, because I think you hit a good point because, you know, I went to college as well for your university, uh, UConn actually. Mm -hmm. And um, throughout my whole time there, you know, taking these courses and, and um, paying all this money um, only to not know how to run my own business, only to actually get on the job. And I'm learning everything on the job, um, literally with no background context, no education for right. the money I spent on a degree. And I, I find that so interesting. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and you said like, you know, you, you told, you basically told your wife, like, this is what's going to happen. This is what I'm thinking. And, and went ahead and did it. Talk to me about, especially given the fact that you're the only entrepreneur in your family you mentioned. Um, as I'm sure you know, there's so much pressure from outside forces to succeed, right? And that not only comes from um, people you don't know, but it comes from friends, it comes from family, loved ones, ones who are closest to you. How, how did you navigate that space? Were people supportive of you? Were they like critical? And, and what did you do to, to navigate that? Um, great question. So me, I've always been that type that 
been respectful. I, I was raised by women pretty much. So a lot of women just attract to me, not like in a, a, a liking type of way or sexual way or anything, but just like, I'm so calm and I'm respectful. I open doors still. I'm like that, that guy that just, I just love people. And so that vibe and I always respect people as well. And so my family, they wasn't, my mom, of course, my mom is very uh, safe, I would say. So she'd be like, no, don't do that. No, you need your you need your W-2 job. You're making really good. Why would you leave that? Mm -hmm. um, my dad, he nonchalant. I, I did get back in touch with my dad and we invest together. We, we're great now um, as well. But he was just like, do it. He's he so laid back, I'm a Libra. And so we both, or Libras, and we he's like, man, do it, whatever. <laughs> um, and so, what, like, from the rest of my family, though, and friends, even uh, to this day, I've always been um, super cool, super straightforward. I don't really sugarcoat anything. And so, they just know I'm that that professional guy that's gonna give them, you know, that service to give my all to it um, from, you know, even just the stores and uh, how I kept the stores. So, that. Um, but as far as changing to a uh, from a W two to a nine of, or to a ten ninety nine rather, um, it's a lot of mindset shift that you have to do. And a lot of, like my friends, I could go on like seven day vacations and be like no no free. But now I'm like, all right, I gotta be I'm no more than three to four days right now uh, while I'm building this business. They didn't really understand that um, at, at at a point. And so sometimes you just have to like, hey, I'm just show you or I'm just not going to talk to you type of deal. And that's, that's kind of how, how it has to be until I could get in a position so I can hire people to work myself out of it a little bit. And that's kind of where the stages I am um, now grooming. And now I'm all right, let's let's go on a seven day vacation. Like we, we good now because uh, I'm just managing. I, I, I put all this time in you know, put all the grunt work in, got the policies, procedures down now, you know, I can do that. But at first, you couldn't really do that. And they didn't understand that because they didn't, they were used to me another way. Right, right, right. And yeah, it's it's sometimes it's tough. Um, but me being the only child to that, like I've, I've always been to myself anyways. Um, so it was, it, was, it was a kind of smooth transition, but at the same time, people still want their time the wife wants their time the uh, mom dad of course they want their time but they you just got to lay down those ground rules um this is what i'm gonna do so i'm gonna do it I, I will spend time with you but it, it you know business comes first and that's critical i think in life right just establishing barriers um and and having almost over communicating with the ones that you love and, and who support you right right um, just letting them know, like, hey, this is how it's going to be because of X, Y, or Z. And the ones who fall by the wayside, and they fall. Um, right. But you know, having, like, commitment in your vision and your goal, that's that's what's really going to carry you through. And, and I think that's huge. And, and you talk about um, sort of sacrifices like those, right? Sacrifices and losing friends. Sacrifices and not being able to take that seven-day PTO or, or vacation, whatever the case is. Right. When you were – when you mentioned – you you basically put in your two weeks and then you never looked back after that. 
Um, on your way to the success that you're at right now and, and those sacrifices that you made, what would you say, was there a point where you were like, oh, oh yeah, this is gonna work or oh, um, almost validating the, the vision that you had in your mind to want to keep going as opposed to shifting back to that nine to five? Yeah, and I, I need to clarify something too because I said business come first that is kind of wrong. So it's God, family, then business. Um, but at that point in time. Right, right, right. Um, all right, so I did, did want to clarify that. But um, as far as, repeat the question real quick. Yeah, so there was a ton of sacrifice that you made coming up and being where you are right now. Um, that took a lot of faith for you to get there and to keep going. Was there any right. point in time where you hit an an event like or something happened in your business that validated the faith that you had that this would be successful like like a oh oh bet like this really yeah. is gonna work i see it and that kind of gave you momentum to keep going yeah yeah so first of all yes it's a whole lot of faith um because that boy <laughs> it, it's a <laughs> don't sometimes I'm like how why am i how am i still in here from what i went through right right uh, but yeah, that that one time I made like a it was like a forty thousand dollar month, and I'm like, you can make this kind of money. You can make this much money. I made forty, you know, slaving for like three or four months, and I made forty in this one month. Um, wow. I'm all in. Wow. Like nah. And so I I started like investing in myself. Once I got that money, then I invested in more coaching. Like, because real estate school doesn't tell you, it shows you the, the policies, the, the fundamentals, but it doesn't teach you about the business. It's almost like college almost. Like you got to learn history and all this other stuff. But when you get into the real world, that doesn't even work. Right. And so I, I end up starting to invest that money that I was getting into myself, personal development. That's when I started reading. I started getting mentors, started going to different coaching things. Um, and then I started liking it more. Um, Cause when you getting into it, I'm like, oh, well this is how you get business now. Or this is how you um, run this system or all this other good stuff. Yeah. And when so you see those, yeah, when you see those dollar signs coming in, it's like, oh, okay. So this is how, this is how it could happen. This is how things could be. Yeah, I was helping families, serving families as well. It's not even really all about the money. Right. Seeing the smiles on the family's face when they didn't even think it's possible. Right. Um, that's what really, you know, gets me to want money to come. But as long as you're serving and um, providing that value, and you know, people are really happy. Like, dang, really, thank you, Brian. That that's uh, that takes it to a whole nother level as well. And that's critical, man. Impacting. Your clients' lives is a true reward at the end of it, right? Um, business is yep. just a name, but I think it's really more so building relationships and helping yep. other people succeed. I think that's the true reward in this in this journey to to being CEOs and, and bosses. And, <clears throat> and you mentioned that you're currently in a stage where you're starting to, to scale. Um, where you're starting to maybe remove yourself from the nitty gritties of the business you're hiring a base. I think you mentioned about you have about five people that you oversee, um, mm -hmm. and it's starting to grow. Talk to me about what it took to get to that 
level where it's like, okay, now I feel confident and comfortable enough to start to remove myself and start to really scale this business. Right. So uh, for the past you know, two or three years, you know, first month was just learning about the business, taking a pre-license or post-license class. Um, and then I took another course right after that. The next year was for me, literally all last year, let me take it back a little bit. So somebody came to our, our meeting at, uh, I started with KW, and somebody came to our meeting by the name of Ron Cooks, and he started talking about the investing side of real estate. And so I'm like, well, that's really what I wanted to do, watching HDTV when I was growing up. I'm like, you know, flip housing, make it pretty, all this good stuff, like flip rental properties, and I, I love passive income like rentals. Um, I just love the fact of I don't have to get up, go to work, and I can get a check in the mail. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't even realize you don't even need a license in order to invest in real estate. I thought you had to have your license in order to invest. So like all of last year, I was gone half the year to different real estate events, different um, real estate investing events, uh, real estate coach. I spent probably about $40,000 last year wow. just on, uh, traveling into the different events, um, learning the business, and then not just learning, but executing. And like you said, building relationships. I know any, you could probably, any state, you could probably be like, Brian, you know somebody here? And I got a phone number locked in my phone. Because um, I was all over Florida, uh, multiple times, different parts of Florida, Texas, uh, I think I went to Ohio, um, Indianapolis. I was all over. And so really invested myself heavily to know what I even know now. And then taking that and now last year was for building that 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 education. And so this year I'm like, all right, it's systemized year. I don't need to learn nothing else. I know everything. Now you need to systemize it, teach other people how to do this and then duplicate myself pretty much. And so now it's like building systems. I'm spending all, you know, I, during the quarantine, like I spent on a coaching program, $24,000. And I spent probably about 30 during the quarantine um, just on personal development for systems wow. this year. So I'm, I had the vision of like, hey, last year was for learning and stuff. This year is for systemizing the stuff. And then next year, I can kind of just be like managing the overall picture and then getting into maybe something else, going into commercial really heavy because it's not many of us in the commercial space. Wow. I love that. So education, systemizing, and then more so managing and overseeing um, the systems that you put into place. And yeah. talk to me, because we preach this too, as far as, the value in systemizing um, everything that is that you do. Um, where, how, how did you identify that, you know, systems are the way to go when it comes to, to scaling and what value do you see from systems? So how I come about it, um, I would get to a place where I'm tired of doing the same thing or I won't have the time to do it. Mm. And so I'm like, how can I like, make this easier, but, and so 
um, hanging around people that's doing system, hiring those mentors, being part of these masterminds, they're doing this stuff. And so when you're around it enough, like, oh, it just makes sense. Like, why am I still doing this? Like my coach the other day, he was like, uh, I was building out this system, um, like on platform or something. And he was like, are you doing that? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, no, you shouldn't be doing this. That's not a money-making activity. You need to, if you're not making, we do a, a time worth value. If I'm not making uh, $1,500 an hour, I shouldn't be doing it. I should leverage it off. I shouldn't be cutting grass. I shouldn't be um, cooking my food. I shouldn't be doing all these different things that's not making money um, or thinking about making money. And so, you know, hanging around, being in part of these different masterminds, when you when you hang around these people, it just becomes a part of you. Like, why am I still doing this? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and so it just makes sense because if you're working, if you got a system working while you're sleeping at night and you wake up with leads in your, your pipeline, like, it just makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, so I don't have to be on the phone all the time. Literally, it just systemized and it's touching people and it just makes sense. I can duplicate myself and then I could better focus on training uh, my team to be better because I don't really have to be focusing on, you know, generating these um, leads hands on anyways. I'm generating right. leads, but all the time and they're touched all the time. Right. Uh, so yeah, that's where systemizing came from mentorship, um, hanging around these masterminds and then be like, hey, I'm tired. I can't really go on these seven day vacations because I'm still like in the business. And if I leave, like I can't do it because I want a vacation. I want to hang with the wife. She wants her time. So how can I, I start asking myself, what do I need to do to start have free my time up? That's, that's, that's what we all looking for. It's not money. It's freedom. That's what we all want. Exactly. <laughs> That's the goal of this thing of life is freedom, financial freedom. Um, and and look, we talked about, you know, when you systemize, after you systemize and you duplicate yourself, you hire people and you grow the team in order for them to kind of take over some of those core responsibilities. Talk to me about what what you do when it comes to looking for someone um for a specific position as a part of your company. Because I think when we think about our audience, there are some individuals in our audience who they have they have the revenue coming in, right? Um, they have the systems in place. They have a good sort of blueprint put together, but now it's time for them to scale and to grow their business. Um, they may have hired someone, even like a VA, and they haven't really performed well and they kind of maybe something negative happened that they had to personally rebuild. So now they're kind of like, um, they may not feel as comfortable taking, giving their baby to someone else, you know? Mm-hmm. So what is it that you look for when you hire someone to grow your team? Yep. And that's great, great question. And that's part of the growing pains, honestly, because I've hired some people and fired some people, built partnerships. Like, nah, that ain't gonna work out. Mm. Uh, so now it's, it's more or less knowing who you are or who I am, per se, and then I build around that. So what are my strengths? What do I not like to do? What am I really good at? And then hire, so a really good thing, Um, I'm just now getting really into these disc tests. 
So, you know, you take this test, it tells you, you know, what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are. And then you hire around like that. So certain part of it is a, a, somebody's really good at, you know, administrative stuff. They're very organized. I'm not organized. I like stuff a certain way, but I don't like to do it or I'm not strong at doing it. Um, just like me building a bookshelf, I can do it. It's going to take me like three or four hours though. So get some, hire somebody that you're not strong at and do that. And also I'm, I'm real big on foundation. So my first hire was really to somebody I'm paying them good money to duplicate me, but in my admin stuff, hmm. um, it's taken me a lot of time. And then once you free up that time, then you can go and do other, you know, things, other hires and stuff. But I, I believe in, you know, people try to go the cheap way out. Um, but I believe I like my standards are very high. I came from a customer service background. So like, that's the number one for me, it's customer service. You don't have customer service, you're not on this team. Mm. Um, and so I, that my very first hire was the, well, really it was the paperwork person. So when someone, somebody go on a contract, they need to be very organized. They put the schedules in my calendar. They remind me of different things. They continue to follow up like. They do it better than me <laughs> because that's all they do. Right, so, right, right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and, and that's another thing. Hire somebody, um, like a lot of CEOs, they might not even know the stuff, but they hire the best people at what they do. And once you do that, you build in that, that team and then you build a culture around that. And you always had the vision uh, up so everybody know where, where the company is going. And when it comes to hiring them, do you have a specific vetting or, or vouching process just to make sure that, you know, on paper, they actually do what they say they're going to do? Yeah. So that that goes into the, the systemizing as well. So we got yeah. the SOPs, uh, standard operating procedures. Hey, come in, check this, um, follow up with these people, then do this, then do that all spelled out on a piece of paper like hey just do this every day that's all you do um let me know when it's done check it off on the sheet so yeah standard operating procedures really just tracking and, and that was the one of the because i can do this stuff like in in my sleep but yeah. putting it down on paper tracking it making videos of it um so, so you can free your time up with that too because you get I, I mentor all the new hire agents that come in the brokerage too um, so I got like, plus I'm a top producer in my company, but I got eight other agents that's coming in brand new, don't know nothing about real estate. And so I'm like, hey, they keep asking me the same questions. Let's just record this. Right. And when they ask this question, send it over to them. Like, if you got any other questions after that, then come to me, but it better not be what I said in that video. Right, right, right. Uh, <laughs> and then if, it's, if, it, if it is, I still answer it, but still, I, I, I let them know to them, like, uh, didn't I say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in, a, in a respectful way. And then, um, yeah, so tracking and documenting everything is, is, is super key. So when you onboard and offboard people, it's the same way every time. You don't have to think about it go down the list of questions or go down the checklist, whatever it is, and um, make it happen. And then eventually hire somebody to do that for you. <laughs> and we, we preach this too, like literally when it comes to systems and processes, make it McDonald's stupid. 
products. And what mm. we mean by that is McDonald's makes a burger, a Big Mac, the same way every damn near every single time, no matter what location you go to, right? <laughs> Look at their success. Everything is just you take the guesswork out of it, and then that optimizes the efficiency. Hundred percent. Yeah. So that's a that's a great nugget. Um, now, now, Brian, you've been in business for some time now, um, and 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 at this point, you've seen a lot of different things. Um, you went, you took your business from the ground up. You started off with the W two, went to the ten ninety nine. Um, you focus on education. Now you're systemizing, you've grown your team, you've seen a lot of different phases of your business. At this point, is there anything that you fear as it relates to the future success of your business? No, uh, <laughs> I don't. And especially because of the, uh, the work that I put in, I won't even let it you know, go down. And now um, I'm kind of branching into the coaching I've already been a coach, but now I'm really going to really coach people. And so now I'm grooming more of me for other agents. And so we're not going nowhere. We uh, we just going to get stronger and stronger. I love that. I love that. And I, and I asked that because, you know, in my lifetime, <clears throat> I've seen a couple of things, right? I've seen the, the 2008 recession. Um, I've seen like obviously natural disasters just tear through cities, countries, whatever, disrupting businesses. Um, we're currently in a global pandemic um, that has really affected a lot of businesses. So I say that to say a lot of entrepreneurs are like, they're, they're taking this time and they're like, oh my gosh, there's so many factors that can happen, right? Like. One of my buddies lives in my same the same city I live in, too, and he's like, "Hey, check out this this restaurant and grab a taco from there." And I show up at the taco spot, and it says "closed for business." So there's a lot of fear um, around starting something new and starting something of your own. So when you say you your tunnel vision, just you know, you, you're pressing forward. Does that does that come from experience? Does that come from how you were raised, like your faith, what what is that what is that scrappiness or willingness to just keep going no matter what come from? Uh first off is a lot of faith. Um hundred percent faith. Mm-hmm. And then like I spent so much money um just investing in myself, personal development, my mindset is just shifted. It, it just it's not gonna happen. <laughs> that just sums it up. The mindset, um, me writing down my my affirmations every day, my why every day and night, like it's just like it's not gonna happen. Cause I'm. It's not even about me. I don't even have kids yet, but it's about the legacy that I want for my kids. So, like my last name is Miller. Like they walk in somewhere. They gonna be like, oh, you a Miller, you good. Like I'm thinking that far down the line, like anything attached to Bryant Miller is gonna be golden. You ain't gotta worry about it, do it. Um, and then my my total vision is to kind of like help other family businesses grow. So the more uh, revenue I could be in, the more I can serve people, um, the more we can feed into the economy. 
um, as far as hiring different people to do certain things mm. and it's going to help their businesses grow like the um, like somebody bought a house for me but now I'm buying her her candles they got my group logo on it mm. for um, uh, one of my other clients she's a, uh, a maid but she could she started cleaning services so now she cleaned up the house um, when my partner started up a, a car washing business now he washes our cars like so the more I can do the more I can feed my family and take care of our needs it gonna free up more time for me and then I can still pay somebody else business so they can flourish and then give them business so then it's, my why is like so big like it's so many people counting on me it's so many people that's amazing taking the option to fail just <laughs> entirely out of the equation right um feeding a mindset that only allows for success and, and having your why be so strong and so impactful that it's there's no, it's impossible to fail <laughs> it's not that's not in the dna that's not in the cars it's not anything which is which is great and i i guess keeping up with this theme of, of scaling your business and and growing your business in numbers revenue people skills service lines etc um you mentioned that you also now coach a little bit and, and i thought i saw on your instagram that you um closed a couple of speaking gigs too so um it sounds like you're expanding beyond just real estate and more so expanding into different avenues how did you identify those avenues to even delve into those just kind of happen like literally just taking action um, going back to building relationships and networking, um, it just taking massive action. Things just kind of pop up. Faith, things just happen. Speaking engagement, speaking, just all kind of stuff. Um, was on the Yahoo Finance with everybody. It, it was, it's a stuff just happens when you, I guess, you're in your purpose. Um, and then because I don't even you know go out and look for it, I'm just be doing it, and then it just happens and. Uh, we can we could definitely you know scale that side up, but <laughs> um, but yeah, and then even the the trucking I, I now I have came back and I invested in somebody's trucking business, so I, I own eighteen wheelers now. Um, so I went back to grab that, and it's on the vision board as well. Um, to uh, and that, that's helping another person family business grow. So everything just coming full circle sounds like. Yep. That's amazing. You know, I actually just, um, I'm in the middle of watching the documentary, The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan documentary. Have you watched that at all? I haven't. I heard it was good. It was, it's amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm almost halfway through. One thing that he, you said that just reminded me of something that he said, they were basically going on about Michael Jordan's career and the different things that he's been able to do how, you know, he started off with basketball. Now he, you know, signed a deal with Nike. He has his own endorsements, um, Gatorade, Jordan lines, all the, all the above, right? And he said, you know, I give, he basically gave his life to the game of basketball because he said everything that he has now came from his ability to play basketball. Right. And it really was an organic shift, an organic scale and just doing what you do best yep. that fits within your purpose and how that just opens doors right yep. and then now you're in a position where you started off um 
doing real estate and now you have so many investments, so many ties to the community and it's just the beginning <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you're yeah. continuing to grow. That is, that is amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. hundred percent. Um, and one thing I heard, I was listening to, uh, Eric Thomas, uh, right before this, I, that's another thing. I always listen to motivational stuff to keep my mind, um, refreshed. Cause you do have those hard days as an entrepreneur. Sure. Uh, so either you gotta be around some people that's, you know, giving you positive vibes and things, or you listen to something that's giving you positive vibes. And he was pretty much saying, you know, something about LeBron, where he was like, you know, LeBron can't pass down a, a, a Cleveland Cavalier jersey, but the owner could pass his business down, the, the ownership of the Cavaliers to his son. And he was like, I'm like, yo, that was like, ooh. <laughs> <And so, laughs> So it's like, man, uh, real estate will be, it, it is the the foundation of what I'm doing. I'm great at it. I love what I do, but it's still building. I, I don't believe in no social security. I don't think it, it's going to be around for me. So it's like, I need passive income coming in from other way. I need a retirement um, to make things and then pass that down. And I just got all that stuff rolled into a trust. Well, my kid's not even born yet, but they got ownership of all my houses, all my trucks, like uh, everything's going through the trust and then you gotta go through probate for it. And that's the hardest part. Wow. So, yeah. Wow, that is, talk about a killer mindset shift um, <clears throat> in really trying to build wealth and not just wealth, but generational wealth, right? Yeah. Because you find a lot of people in their younger years or as they're growing up, they're like, oh, I got to kill all my debt. I got to kill all my debt. I have to um, just get by, you know, put stuff, money in my 401k um, and then just kind of live safe. But really, that's not the key when it comes to building wealth, which sounds like you're <laughs> you're doing. It's, it, it's just making sure your cards are set right. So that way, to your point, when, when you're not in the business, when you're no longer the driving force to keep the engine going, it's it's churning with you not being there. Um, yeah. Which is amazing. And and I guess talking about purpose, as your platform grows, right? As as these fitness, our listeners' fitness businesses grow and different opportunities come comes knocking, how do you stay true to your purpose and to who you are and to what aligns with your vision? Because I'm sure there's been certain people to reach out to you that what they're asking for or what they want to partner with, they're like, ah, it's not really working or it's not really something that's in my lane. But sometimes folks get excited and they're like, oh, I just want to delve it, get into everything. How do you stay true to, to your DNA, to your mold, and to your brand? Right. So it's definitely um, knowing your why. Um, and I think that's one of the hardest thing as an entrepreneur, especially me. Like I'm, I'm an entrepreneur, entrepreneur. So I, I see money in anything. I'm like, oh yeah, I can make money in that. Oh, I can make money in that. And so that the first few years, the first year, I was really doing that too. Um, but um, going through like different coaching programs to, to let you know, uh, it's a, a good analogy um, where you got the sun rays. And then you got little sun rays coming off of each one. And then it's like a sunbeam where that one line goes all the way through. Mm. So if you focus on that one thing, you'll get there a lot faster than each little 
the individual sun rays going around it. So, you know, getting that mindset in, into it, like I get DM all the time, like, hey, you, you want to do this? I see you doing really well on this. You want to c- come do this credit repair thing or you want to do this Forex thing? You want to do this? You want to do that? It's just like, it's so much that can pull at you at a day. You just have to really be sh- very strong mindset to be like, all right, this is what I'm doing. This is all I'm doing. And if you try to get in my way, I feel like you are like threatening me or something like that. <laughs> like, yeah, right, right. You think of it like that. Or that like you, you take time to, you know, learn that. And now you're taking away from your business. So now you can't, you know, build more on top of your business or you spend some money over there when you could have spent it back in your business. Mm. And so you, you look at it like, man, like, I go over here then I'm gonna mess up something down the road and no somebody's family not gonna be able to eat because I'm dabbling in something else right and I learned this and taking away from my business right so you just got to tune it out um very strong mindset tune it out write it down every day um two times two three times a day just, just stay on track tunnel vision man tunnel vision well, Brian, honestly, we <clears throat> you really bestowed some some great um, advice to our listeners just in your experience that you've had growing up and, and, and growing your business to what it is today. If there was one thing that you could could leave with our listeners for something to remember based off of everything that we talked about today, what would that be? I would say uh, find that one thing that you love to do and just do that. Um, it's going to be ups and downs, but for every down you get, take that lesson and learn from it and then just don't make that mistake again, but you just got to keep pushing, got to keep pushing, um, write down your goals, write down your affirmations and get and, and invest in yourself, invest in personal development. Um, because that's sometimes you don't even like I, I'm in real estate, but I don't even read real estate books. Most of the time. I read one real estate book, um, real, uh, the millionaire real estate agent. Mm. Everything else is personal development, building teams. So restart reading books, um, get your mindset right. And that sums it up. Wow. Get your mindset right. You heard it here first, folks. Get your mindset right. Get your mindset right. Well, Brian, this has been amazing. Um, if our listeners want to to stay connected with you, to to kind of be within your oasis in your community, how can they how can they stay connected? Yes, yeah, so on Facebook, LinkedIn, um, I'm Bryant Miller, so B-R-Y-A-N-T, like Kobe, and then Miller in my L-L-E-R. Um, on IG is Realtor Bryant Miller. And then um, if you're looking to get into a house without the stress, confusion, and overwhelm in under 30 days, just go to buywithbryant.com. And then on the other social media platforms, my training courses are coming out, um, how to get started in real estate. Um, Just gotta stay tuned for that because something big is coming for that as well. They want me to drop it in September. Um, I got a lot planned in September, so. See the September, October, but just um, DM me or um, message me and we'll we'll make it happen. Awesome. awesome. Stay tuned, folks. Big things coming from Brian Miller. Again, Brian, thank you so much. This has been amazing. 
All right, thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. Y'all, uh, y'all keep grinding and love what y'all doing. That's all for today. Thanks again for tuning in. Remember to subscribe to the DFCA podcast if you haven't already. And leave comments to let us know what you want to hear more about. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Dream Fitness Client Academy. Stay motivated and keep grinding.